0: deserve. It is Christine Conte. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Oh, I know where it's at today.
1: Yeah? Where, Christine?
0: Uh, I think it's uh, South Jersey, right outside of <laughs> Philly?
1: We don't claim that, neither does Diva.
0: <gasps> Diva Richards is gracing the airwaves today, and you are in for... A treat to say the least.
1: Absolutely. Look, there are some podcasts where, <sighs> where uh, you know, we have to engage the guest and they, you know, or maybe a little bit extra work to get the guest to uh, be themselves or be comfortable. Diva is not one of those. All right. She's Diva's amazing. very comfortable uh, in her own skin and being herself. She is generally uh, 100% authentic. And, uh, you know, just a fantastic interview, and it was good fun just to have her on. It was a a good way to kill some time and uh, listen to this one.
0: Um, So you're going to hear a little bit about Diva's past, and she walks the walk, walks the talk, and has really made it in the fitness industry. She was personal training, you know, up to again when people were struggling you know made it to six figures opened her own business she's super successful a speaker um on and on she is has her own programs and and life coaching and but when i say life coaching this is not like oh how are you feeling today <laughs> this is like get off your ass and stop tripping over yourself and she says it straight up like you know get shit done period the end and She works with people all over to really get them to take it to the next level. And you are going to really be in for uh, a rude awakening. If you have any fears about the future and about what you should be doing, Diva is ready to bring it to you today. So just get a hat and hold the heck onto it.
1: I think there's nothing else that needs to be said. Let's get to this one. Two Fit Crazy and Microphone podcast. Enjoy. (music) Thank <music> you.
0: Back for another amazing episode of the Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone Podcast, and uh, Brian, how you doing?
1: Good. I'm really good. I'm excited because we got a live wire here. We got Diva.
0: Okay, so you ruined it. You're right. I was going to give her a big like pump up, like whoa. But Diva <laughs> Richards, how are well, you? I'm
2: great. How are you guys, man? It was popping.
0: Oh my gosh, this has been months and months and months in the queue and I woke up today and I'm like yes finally we get diva on our airwaves for the world and all of our listeners because we cross paths just like we always say no one falls on this show we cross paths because we were both presenting and hustling and but we were always so busy that we never really met it was like yeah that was weird it was very weird. weird And ships passing. I mean, it, it's just like that in the industry when there's so many people and you're so busy. And um, and finally, I was like, all right, that's it. And the first – was it the first time we, like, officially met was, like, in Miami. Yeah, Erson. <laughs> like, and, and we had already been at the same places, like, at least six times, seven, eight, times in the same it's so, it's so bizarre. funny because
1: sometimes you just come across people and you're like oh no no no, we're already friends yeah. we never met before we're already friends though uh you know i see you at all these conventions i see you at the booth i see you online i see you you know and everywhere and it's like oh no no, no we, like we already know each other you just don't know me yet
0: it's tough being famous <laughs> yeah. that's how i felt
2: though i felt like i like and it's funny because so Crazy-ass Conchie comes up to me. She's like, diva. <laughs> we've been in the same places a million times, and we've never spoken. I'm like, oh, shit, you're right. I know. Mm-hmm. I 100% know. We we haven't, like, really said hi or bye or anything. But that night, we took a picture, and you mm-hmm. were like, we're friends now. I said, no doubt, we are friends. <laughs> let's get it. Let, let's go. We we definitely got the same drive and ambition, so it's always awesome to connect with us. Uh, like-minded people, man. Like-minded and what's, people.
0: What's even right? better is that we realize that we don't live that far apart. What's even better? Nope. All right. Tell nope. our tell our listeners where you're coming to us from.
2: So I'm a Philly girl, but I live in South Jersey. I will never claim South Jersey. <laughs> I am a Philly girl. I am born and raised in North Philadelphia, but currently I live in South Jersey, and my business is in South Jersey. So, yeah, so, we're, so- we're not from so
1: we're from, we're, we're from the Jersey Shore, Monmouth County, so we don't claim South Jersey either. <laughs> you can have that. Nobody
2: <laughs> yeah, wants South Jersey. Nothing is here. It's like just in between Philly and New York. That's all you
1: need to know. See, she
0: understands me with my whole I'm from New York thing, but like... The- you know, the Jersey, it's like, a, you know, you don't know what to tell people when they say, where are you from? And you're like, well, I live in New Jersey, but I'm from New York. And they're like, no, no, no. You live in New Jersey. Like, I, I'm like, I,
1: but... No, see, I tell her all the time. She sure as hell isn't from here. You're not from here, yeah. right? You're from somewhere else.
0: I'm We're exactly. still trying to figure out where that else is. Like what planet? But love, that's fine. I love totally this fine. too,
1: Diva. You're already, you know, you, you just meet Conti and and you're on a first name basis because you called her crazy ass. That's her first yeah. name. <laughs> crazy ass Conti. No, oh, she's
0: crazy. I love her. To, I like crazy people. I love crazy people. Oh my god. <laughs> speaking of speaking of crazy. Okay, let's let's go back. A tit for tat here, Diva. Ready? So we're in. Now we're in. Fast forward. Now we're in um, Toronto. For CamFit Pro, right? <laughs> so I'm like, all right, Diva, and she's she does her like she does her thing and like her speaking, and she's amazing. On like, I'm you're gonna have to tell some of your story because it's just fucking amazing. So anyway, I'm yeah. like, all right, Diva, we are going to like meet up for a drink. We're at least gonna meet up. We've got to talk, whatever. So Diva's like, you know, Christine, you know, I don't I don't party or drink before. I'm done presenting or anything because I need to keep my head straight, blah, 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 whatever. Okay, great. Business. Wait, oh, it gets better. So I'm like, okay, we'll meet at, you know, this like bar area at this hotel. I roll up and diva is sitting at the bar with and these two like two guys or i don't know who they were whatever and they all have, she's got a drink in one hand and they all have shots lined up on the other side i'm like what the hell is happening i'm like yeah. w- you the i yeah you know i take it easy before the and i'm like no i was done uh-huh. i was done yeah. That's the only reason i did the shots
2: i don't know who those guys were <laughs> i have no idea they just started talking to me and asking me <laughs> questions, and you know, once you tell people you're from Philly, they were from somewhere in Canada, and then they were shots. That's all, <laughs> lots of shots. And then when she came, I started just passing them off to her, and I'm, I'm like, like "Yeah, no, I'm
0: good. Right. I'm good." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you too." Look, let's Give
1: blame, let's blame the Canadians. They, they, uh, they. That's their ways.
0: That was great. Cool. No, they can party. They can
1: party.
2: Canada can turn up. I was surprised. Yeah,
0: yeah. See, they're they're a good time. They're a good time. Uh, all right. So let's let's get into this right now. South Jersey. All right. Well, we're going to go backwards a little bit. What okay. are you doing in South Jersey? What what's the business? What's the hustle? What's going on? So,
2: um, I moved to South Jersey probably now 20 years ago, feel, was I, I'm 40, yeah, like 20 years ago. And I came here as a trainer. So I was a full-time trainer. I was working at one of the top clubs in the area at the time, um, grew an amazing business at that point, a six figure business, which was crazy because a lot of trainers weren't doing that at that point. And, um, I built one and one of my boys built one and like, we just eat, sleep, train every day. Right. And then eventually um, it kind of just came to a point where I needed to do something else because you can't train all day, every day, all the time. It's just, it's impossible. And at that point, you know, at that point I was 20 and when I really started to question what was next, I was 35. I was like, okay, I'm tired. (laughs) I was like, I can't keep doing this. So that's when I really started to think about did I want to open a gym? Did I want to completely get out of the industry altogether? And I decided to open a gym, which that was an insane idea as well, mm-hmm. but I really <laughs> love it. like, I, I, it's a hill I'm willing to die on. I say that every day. I just, I love it. So I opened up a fitness facility, hard work, no excuses. Um, 10,000 square foot facility. We're hybrid. We do all this like awesome shit. We do everything. Like when people walk in, they literally say, Oh my God, you have everything. I'm like, yeah. So it's like a mid-sized club with, like, you know, high, higher amenities, kind of private almost. People feel like they belong to something special, you know, very clean, all that fun stuff. And um I've been, like, busting ass on that for the past five years. So – and two of those years were COVID. So, <laughs> I mean, we're here. And in the process of that, I started building out um the life coaching business because, you know – the bulk of what I did, I had a lot of like, I always say like high end executive clientele, right? So the bulk of what I was doing wasn't even training. And you know, when people continually come to you for guidance and advice, continually, I'm like, yo, I need to start charging y'all for this. Mm-hmm. Cause this is like taking hours out of my day. Like, like I'm, I'm glad everybody's getting helped here, mm-hmm. but like help sister out, you know what I mean? So I built out this program, created it. it's available online, awesome program, but that took a year and a half to build. So I was like doing the gym, building and filming for this program at the same time. And it just, you know, things are moving. I don't know how I'm doing it. I got to be very honest. I, I really have no idea. And like, now that you're asking me, I'm like, I don't even know how this is happening simultaneously. But like I'm traveling and I'm speaking and I'm traveling and I'm teaching and I am still running the gym. I have no idea how any of this is coexisting, but it is. It's awesome. It's a wild life, but it's my life, and I, bro, I love it. I wouldn't trade for anything. I love it.
0: Dude, I love it. Welcome to <laughs> the chaos of Been in all of our worlds. That you know, it's I love like. It. You could be doing something mundane. You could be showing up at an office, like Brian and I. We had other careers, many others that we should have stayed with because they're safe and they're they're good and the benefits, prestigious. They're so boring. I can't who take wants
1: it. To be safe? Like who uh, wants to be? safe?
0: A lot is- of people. Yeah, most
1: people. Most people. That's the goal. That that's what they. I
0: right, scares me too. Me
1: too. Me We're done with that.
2: Safety scares me. I know it shouldn't, but safety scares me. I'd rather, like, take life by the balls, put it in my hands, and if if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You know, we do something else, but I don't know. I, I want the ride. I want the ride. I, I can't be safe. That's not fun. That's
1: yeah. It, well, hard. that's what it is. It doesn't scare me. It bores the shit out of me. <laughs> like, it's just not a life worth mm-hmm. living. Oh, my god. A lot
2: of people don't want to live like They shouldn't want to live like that. But that's, that, you know, that's one of the things I talk about a lot. So, like, I get on Instagram every day, and I, I talk about, like, yo, when it comes to, like, motivating people and things like that, uh, I say all the time, everything I say to you, I say to myself. So, really, all you're hearing every morning is my inner dialogue. <laughs> you got this. Get your ass up. You know, on your grind. You know, if things are, people are in your life for a season or a reason, like whatever it is, these are things I'm saying to myself daily. So a lot of what people get to see and hear, I say all the time, they're my inner thoughts. And I'm sharing them with you because I'm quite sure you need to hear that shit too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you need to hear it too. You and I'm going to be the first to tell you. Because, you know, you probably don't have good people around you telling you that stuff. So, Yeah, I I I
0: stay on the move. I stay on the move. All right, Diva, we got to go back. I'm 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 jumping in, Brian, because I've heard you speak. I know your story. I I you know, I do my research on the people that I'm like "Mm, you. Like I want to talk to you. I want you in my life for some reason. There's a don't laugh. I know Brian knows. He used to call me a stalker. No, no, no.
1: She she won me in a card game. Mm -hmm. I've just been with her ever since.
0: (laughs) anyhow um your story of you talk about you know good people people that trust you the stuff that you say to yourself every single morning that has to get you motivated that came from somewhere and one of the things i we may have had this conversation and i'm sure we did that this is, it sounds terrible sometimes. I'm going to say because I don't care. Um, there's so many people out there that are telling you, do this, do that, be motivated, listen to me. Here's the way to solve all your problems. And I'm like, okay, you have never been through tough times before. You, you don't know what it's like, yet you're telling us what to do. And I always say you need to walk the talk. If I'm going to tell you about freaking – awful endurance races or whatnot guess who's doing them <laughs> me you know if i'm going to talk to you about arthritis and pain or whatever guess who's been through it me i'm not going to talk to you about something i don't understand and i think that's important yeah. for anybody and you have quite you know a little you got some good stories some good uh in the past that drives you that's your fire and I would love for you to share with some of our people who may need to hear it, um, how you really got that drive.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to be honest, and I say this all the time, and I get super emotional, but um, my mother is like a fucking saint. <laughs> and nobody, I'm going to tell you right now, ain't none of y'all going to heaven but her. Okay? Like, <laughs> who's getting in. The rest of us are screwed. <laughs> um, but yo, I watched her. So my mother is educated. Like, and I have to say that because in my in my family line it's, it's interesting. Everybody is like uh everybody either did military or they went to college, right? My mother went to college. She was a teacher full-time. I'm I'm the oldest of six kids. I'm the oldest of six, and I watch my mom struggle and 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 hustle and never quit. I mean, I, I mean, and my dad—he's he's a great great dude, rest in peace. He just—it wasn't his thing. He didn't want to be a dad, you know what I mean? And and it is what it is. But I just remember like how relentless she was. I mean, I remember being six years old, and no, we we were like probably seven or eight at the time. And my dad was supposed to come pick us up from camp. It was snowing outside. It's like two feet of snow on the ground, right? And he refused to come pick us up. And I remember my mother coming to walk, pick us up at this camp, like a mile and a half away. And all of us walking home in the snow. With her carrying my sister, because we're all like a year apart, because she was too small and it was two feet of snow. Like, I remember shit like that. So when you grow up with somebody like that, you you can't quit. Like, you can't stop. You know, and even though my dad wasn't the greatest, like, he was a hustler. We had a corner store. We had a family corner store. I'll never forget it. My first job was five years old, working for him, stocking the shelves. It wasn't really a bodega back then. It was just, you know, because we wasn't Spanish, and he, I don't know what my dad was. but Whatever. So it wasn't really a bodega, but that was my first job. Six years old, stocking the shelves, can't read. Just matching the pictures of the corn and the peas and the string beans. Like, so when it comes to work ethic and hustle and being relentless and having faith and finding purpose, I've I've lived and seen so much of that shit that when I tell people, I'm telling you because I've been there. Even in business, when I talk to people about business things, you know, I can tell you what works and what doesn't work and how to approach because I have failed miserably at so many parts, at so many parts. And even as I grow, I still fail at so many parts. So, you know, the journey It's it's just crazy. It's crazy. I mean, I went to boarding school. I was in boarding, and not because I was a badass kid, because I was in a single-family home. And this school, that's what they did. They took people who were in single-family homes. So I went there, and it helped relieve the pressure off my mom. So I've been living by myself since fifth grade. Mm -hmm. I've been independent since then. So there's certain things that I had to learn because I was alone and not necessarily in a bad way. So all these things, when I, when I watch what people go through now and especially with technology and stuff and watch what they experience and, and I'm like, yo one y'all ain't been through shit. (laughs) Y'all like generationally speaking. And I know if we got some young cats on here, he's like y'all Gen Z people. The stuff y'all emotional about, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I don't understand. Yes, you guys are soft. I will say that. I will die on that hill. You guys are soft. Everything upsets you. Everything hurts your feelings. Everything is traumatized. Like, you you, you haven't even experienced nothing yet. You know, an Instagram outage is the end of your world. So when I share these stories, it's because we've... To get through it, there's something that has to shift, right? You have to make a decision. You have to make a decision that this is not my last day. This is not the end. Things get better tomorrow. Like, and that's some real, that's some real shit. And people try to avoid that. So a lot of times when I get opportunities to speak, I want people to understand and feel that. Like I get it, you go through stuff. I get it. Life is hard. I get it. But that, like, the fact that you're sitting here and you're listening to the sound of my voice, it ain't that bad. Like this, this is this is your wake up call. It ain't that bad. You you hear me, right? Cool. So this is your time to shift. Or do you just want to be miserable? And, and look, if you just want to be miserable, I can't help you. Can't nobody help. No therapist, no life coach, no group, nobody. Like, you wake up and you decide today's the first day of the rest of my life. And until you do that, nothing changes, man. Nothing changes.
0: So that's what what I. Yeah, see? (laughs) This is. See?
1: Look, the fiercely independent that was, you know. uh, raised that way right you know i always joke i said "Oh, i was raised by wolves like there's nothing like like covid <laughs> like <laughs> is gonna bother like the you know the the way that like all that happened and it's a, i said look look i'm i'm a recovering alcoholic that was my father died when i was 12 and i was raised by wolves like and you got a little a virus that's gonna like affect the way that i live or anything that you can throw at me like I said, COVID is like we're camping. (laughs) This is like, this is great. I get to work out four times a day, right? This is like fancy, like whatever it is, you know, just like, I I love that you said the Gen Z and let's call them out for a second. I coach high school athletes. I'm like,
0: tell the story about the trunk.
1: What was the trunk?
0: You told me the girl couldn't close your trunk. Or oh, the girl the couldn't, couldn't close the, close the trunk because she
1: was looking for the button to, to press so that the trunk just closed by herself. I'm like, no, you got to reach up and grab the fucking thing <laughs> and slam it. <laughs> like yeah. it's not an audit. It's a 2017. They didn't have them then. You know, Like man, it's just but, you know, they're, they're, they're not very resilient. And I do have to have a lot of patience with them. And a lot of people, you have to have a lot of patience because um, – your message is, you know, is, is mine in some ways, although, we, you know, we, we, we send it in different ways. But, you know, it's not for, it's not for everybody. People are not going to really like the fact that you can say, look, the rest of your life is in front of you, face front, and take it.
2: Yeah, yeah that's, that's heavy. That's heavy. And, and, you know, when you talk about responsibility, right, and ownership, like, that, that is hard. Like owning your, I always tell people, you gotta own your losses just like you own your wins. Sure. nobody wants to own losses, man. Everybody, mm. I, don't get me wrong. Owning your wins is great. You know what I'm saying? But owning your losses, that's, that's, that's some real shit. And ain't nobody, a lot of people are not gonna do that. Cause it's scary. It's frightening. They're not strong enough or confident enough to be like, like yo, like I bombed. It was terrible, <laughs> and sit there and be like, how how can I how can I do better or, or, or do more or be better? Like, how can we make this happen? Because I, I know what's in front of me. and I know I can do it. I, I just I bombed, or this just didn't work out. Or I gotta try something else. Like to teach people to not be so defeated because life. You know, it's not, it's just not all good shit. I wish it was. But you got to take the good with the bad. And a lot of people now don't know how to manage the bad. And the bad like destroys them. Destroys them. Hence why we have the whole Karen situation. Mm. One bad day. Good <laughs> Lord. It's like, you got a woman going nuts over a latte in a Starbucks. <laughs> and you're like, what happened to you? Like, you know, so I just, I really feel like whenever I get an opportunity to share with people and I always say like, um, we all have a side story, right? So here's mine. I don't even like talking about it because I don't even think it's a big deal. Like, it's just stuff that happened and I, I process it. I remember it. I use it as fuel. I don't want to go back to where I was. But, dude, you people live in that space and it, it really destroys them and destroys their opportunities. It destroys their future. It destroys their present because they stuck back there.
1: Instead of being grateful for it. For, you know seeing it for growth and and you know saying holy shit, I really screwed up there and I learned something from it I'll never do that again and now I'm better. That is the law that's the blessing of all the mistakes and the fuck ups and the you know the skin knees and the bumps and bruises. I had like I say, I had people that didn't survive right? their are mistakes. They died. They're no longer here to do that, right? That's, that's a bad day, right? Anything that they come at me with, you know, now it's like, oh, you want to talk about that? I, I, I sometimes have a hard time listening to them with a straight face, you know, people, but, um, you know, you have to, cause that's where you're there to help them.
2: Absolutely.
0: As a, I, I thought it was interesting as a, as a high school teacher for, 15 years even you have to think of what's what's interesting that you say and and we've talked about you know people think things are so awful right and so bad and you know we threw that whole gen z under the bus what is interesting though that we in our fields in 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 helping people coach like we are you know we're not medical doctors we're not prescribing drugs but we're saying all right here's some lifestyle changes you could make here's Things you can do in fitness and wellness and exercise that make a huge difference, that change your mindset from, I failed to, okay, what can I do better next time? Okay, I get it. All right, I failed. Whatever. We've all failed stuff. We fail things all the time and we don't really think about it. But I always remember in, as a teacher, the one thing that I promised that I would not forget is that when we were younger, that those things we're so like it was, you know, that the boyfriend breaks up or the girlfriend breaks up with them and they're like, ah, my world is over. I'm going to, you know, lock myself in the in my bedroom. And meanwhile, we think about that now. We're like, that's ridiculous. OK, all right. Well, next. But for them, their whole life is over because they don't have any other experience and anything. It's their identity. Yeah, that's like their identity. Exactly.
2: Right. So but that
0: says a teenager. Right. Your clients
2: are in their 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s. Why are you still living in that space? Like, where's the gap? Like, Mm -hmm. why are you still being so traumatized when things don't work out? Like, that's the stuff you and I wind up having to go fix. Right. Or it's like. But when you're in your 40s and 50s, like, you've lived so much life. At least, hopefully you live, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent that that
0: should not be the mindset anymore. What, um, what I was going to add to that is the interesting thing of, you know, the people we surround ourselves with, right. You said that before it was like you surround yourself with, you know, powerful people, people that are hustling, people who are moving. And it, a lot of times the people that we talk to are surrounding themselves with the most toxic environments and individuals and, Like you said, maybe, you know, maybe this wasn't the greatest, you know, I wasn't living in, you know, Beverly Hills when I was, uh, when I was growing up, who was, but what, what did we do with it? What did we do with that knowledge? How did we get out of it, whatever it was to that person? What do you tell people? What give a, give us your best, give us your best shot on that one.
2: What, what do I tell people who, how do they get out of that mindset of like letting that
0: pass Or like what, you know, because that's a lot of what, that's a lot of what we do is, you know, we see these people that we can't shake the, you know, yes, you can do this. They're stuck in the past. Is there anything that you've found has been, you know, whether it's like words or a story that you think has worked more than something else?
2: Yeah. I'll ask them. I'll say, what are you afraid of? Because usually I've come to find it's fear of what's next. It is much easier To cry and complain and be traumatized by what you know has already happened in your past, then take steps and move forward for what's next. So I will ask them, what are you afraid of? Is it about what people are going to say if you make it or if you don't? And you'd be surprised. More people are actually terrified of what happens if things work. I used to think it was failure, but it's like they get that. Like, they like, if it don't work, but it's like, if it works, oh, my God, what's next? What do I do? It is so much easier to stay where you are and be sad and not let things go than it is to move forward in uncertainty. But that's where the beauty is. That's where the awesome, that's where the growth is. Everything you want is on the other side of that fear. No questions. Everything you want is on the other side of fear.
0: That's so, my every day.
1: No, well, no it's, <laughs> every day, especially when you believe in yourself, right? Did you have those moments where you were going through those things and you were and you were you know even when you were in the career and you were busting your ass and making six figures in the fitness industry and then you decided to pivot and, and go open the gym and all those stuff, but like. You know, yeah, there's fear of failure. Yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, there's unknown and all those things. But don't you believe in yourself? Like, don't you, like, know that the outcome will be good because you're you? Right? Don't you have that self-efficacy?
2: And, and that's what it is. But the thing is, everybody everybody has it. Like, it's not like me sitting here saying, like, I just, failure is just not, it's just not an option. It's just not, I don't need, like, even when things go wrong. They just go wrong, but this is not the end. This is not failure. This is just the shit went wrong. So what's next? Like, but failure is just not an option ever, ever, ever. And I'm talking about failure in the end game of it all. So that day-to-day struggle is like, damn, that was a rough day. I still have shitty days. I tell people all the time that entrepreneurship is is some stressful stuff. You have great months. You have crappy months. You be balling out one month nothing like it, it, that is what it does it's just the nature of you know what i mean things have seasons so i you know you know it's there but you cannot you cannot you cannot you cannot have that fear of, of failing because that fear is what keeps you from moving forward you won't even try the new thing. You won't even take the next step because the next step or that next risk is the thing that's going to take you where you want to be. But you're so scared of that, that you rather stay and do what you know and stay in the same space and still not grow. I, yo, I straight up tell people they crazy. I do. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not the, you know, the fluffy coach. I'm not. I'll tell them, like, you out of your head right now. This don't even make no damn sense. (laughs) And then I make them say it out loud. I'm like, you know what? Say out loud right now to me, no, diva, I do not want to take risks. I am complacent staying where I am, and however this works out, it'll just be fine. (laughs) Say And they can't say that because it's stupid. It sounds nuts. So, yo, yeah, people, yo, people kill me. They they gotta grow, grow, man. They gotta grow, and and my clients, you know, when I talk to them, they be like, "Damn," I'm like, "Trust me, I am not the coach for everybody. I am not, and I know that. I'm okay with that. I am not the coach for everybody, but." A lot of people are worried about stuff and fearful of stuff that ain't even freaking real. Even though we know fear elicits physical response for all my science nerdy Mm -hmm. cats listening. I know it elicits. I'm very aware. (laughs) A lot of it ain't real. It's self created Worried about stuff that ain't even happened yet. Won't even happen.
1: That is the truth. Oh man, so so who so who do you coach? Like you say, you're not for everybody. Who are you for? Who's who the who's the who's listening to you and getting it and making changes?
2: Uh, you know what? You know what it is. It's the people who are like they're at the end of their rope. They had enough. They get the rules. They want to play by the rules, but they gotta push boundaries. That's my that's my person. So my people. You know, I have a couple of execs I work with, like, they're they're, they're game changers. People who want to be disruptive. People who want to really make an impact. Like, if you're the person who's like, I just want to better, you know, strategize my life, I mean, that's great, but <laughs> I don't know if you want me, because <laughs> I might say some shit you don't like. So, <laughs> it's, it's different coaches for different people. But for the people who are really like ready to like tap into their potential and be like, damn, diva, I never even thought I could do that. That's one for everybody else. If you know, you need somebody to teach you how to write a schedule. I mean, I can do that, but I ain't your coach.
0: I ain't for you. It's tough love, diva. I'm I I I hear you, and it's the same <laughs> thing. And I wasn't always like that. And I think it took you know it took going through some dark times to be like you know, someone says something, I want to do this. And I'm like, so do it. And they're like, well, I, well, I'm like, are you done with your excuses now? Are you done? Because I, you know, and I pretend to write them in the sky as they're talking. And even, I swear, mm-hmm. I was at an, I was at a, um, I was at an <laughs> event on, what's today? I don't know. Like this week sometime. And honestly, I I meet all these people and, you know, I talk about, you know, chronic disease and what they should be doing. And they ask me questions and, and they're like, you know, I, I should be doing more, but, and then they laundry list. And it's funny because I actually look away from them and, and they sometimes are like, Oh my gosh, what is she doing? Like this, is she like really turning her back? And I'll turn around and be like, okay, you done with your excuses. And I don't even know these people. And they're like, Oh my gosh. They're like, Oh, I know. And I'm like, you don't know. Like, how did that feel when I was like, yeah, no, I'm not hearing it. I'm not hearing anything. And, sometimes you need to shake people up. And of course I'm probably ruffling feathers and that's okay. But that's, that's what life's about.
2: You do. You hundred percent. You know, I, that, that is my favorite. I know, but, and my other one was, I mean, I know what to do, but yeah. I just, I know, you know, you know, everything. So why are we here? Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> now, now I have questions for you. Right. Why are we, you know, so do. Nobody cares what you action speaks volume. Volumes. I, I know, I know. Do. The people who get shit done, they do.
1: <laughs> they don't
2: possibly <laughs> over the thoughts of what they're gonna do. They do. They take action. Come on, man. Take action. Y'all better get it done if you ain't getting it done after this podcast I
0: don't- <laughs> the best the best is so the best is divas in the in the um doing her like spiel speaking thing in the main room right of and it's kind of loud this is in toronto and like we both had like it was just a little weird and but she's up there and you know like you know everyone's just kind of walking around like you know doing their own you know in internal thing and diva's up there like get shit done in the in like the in the expo hall and it was great because i'm like yeah yeah what she said i'm in the back like mm-hmm. yeah yep, that that so it but it's true that's it why are you here you guys want to grow your fitness business you want to grow your you know whatever it is you're doing you want to be a better mom or all right well then what are we doing what are we doing here you got one chance at this life what are you doing are you not happy with what you're doing Okay, well then, who are we talking to that was like, make happiness your side hustle? Am I making this up? I thought that was the best idea because some people are like, well, Christine, Brian, Diva, maybe you quit your other jobs and whatever, but I feel like I, I'm not ready to quit. And I'm like, okay, cool. So then do what you love on the side because that's what we all did until we could maybe make it yeah. to our full-time job. Um, and that, that I think is... Was that with you? Was I with you? I think line? so. I yeah. don't
1: know. We do a lot of Who these, the heck knows. We do a lot. We have a lot of these know. conversations.
0: It was a good. It was. I like it though. Like make happy your side hustle. Like there you go. Yeah. So love it. Stay
1: in the sunshine.
0: You know what we need to know, Diva. You talked about you know being afraid and the future and whatever. What do you have planned going forward? What's going on? What's the what? Oh.
2: Uh, right now, honestly, it's more about um, I'm see talking about ownership and consistency. I have really been extra consistent with my podcast. I decided that Q4 was going to be about really dedicating more time to it, more than once a week. Like I want to release like three or four episodes a week. Like I want to go nuts on it. I really enjoy it. <laughs> Podcast. Check it out, New York Podcast. And lastly, um. I've been really trying to figure out what's next for the gym. Like, what are we doing? Do I want to, do I want to franchise? Do I want to expand? Like, what's next? So we're, I'm in a really transitional place with those two things. And then the speaking is just awesome. I'm speaking next month, um, for Can Fit Pro virtually, how to recruit, uh, rock star instructors and create company culture. Like, I love talking about that stuff. So
1: I would work you know, for you in a second. Recruit. What do you got to do to recruit? You just be like, "Come work for me."
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, I'll be honest and tell you, I have an amazing team. I tell them all the time, like they, but I, I pulled them. I recruited them. I recruited them. Right. I, I I picked them. I was like, "Nah," and I and I sold myself to them. A lot of employers will not do that. And this was five years ago. I was like, you should come work for me and this is why. I was like straight gangster with it. I pulled them in my office. I was like, yo, let me holler at you. Let me tell you something. What you doing right now?" I said, come work for me and I'm going to teach you how to make a lot of money. And they all, you know, they were young. They were younger then. They're still young. Most of them are still under 30. They've been making the most money they've ever made in their little lives. And it's only going to get better. So, nah, you, you got to recruit them cats. You got to be like, yo, what you doing? Come work for me. And tell them why. They'll come work for you. A lot of employers don't do that, though. They're like, we have benefits, 401k. No, that's great. Tell these kids how much money they're going to make. <laughs> They'll come work for you.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, most of it's like they're doing you the favor by hiring you, you know? And it's like, you know, you know that they're valuable to you. That's why you want them so bad. You know, they're going to make you a better gym, not, you know, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to, you know, I'm here on the white horse to save your career. You know, you come work for me. Not like that, you know. No,
2: it's not. I have a great team, though. I told my team that. Shout out to Hard Work, No Excuses. Jim. y'all amazing. Rock stars. I tell them all the time how much I appreciate them. So they know.
0: All right. So presenting. What are you doing? You're doing a lot with boxing. You got to talk about that.
2: So no, that's random, right? So I'm a former Golden Glove champion, right? PA Golden Glove at 154, right? And recently I teach boxing at my gym. I love it. I enjoy it. it's more, it's more like passion for me now. And it's starting to turn into like another business again, which really wasn't planned. So now I'm traveling with SCW and certifying people in boxing and teaching boxing. And I just recently created a program at my gym called Fight Club.
0: Oh, so, I, I don't know. We don't talk to... about fight clubs.
2: Oh. So, <laughs>
0: number, number two,
2: what's the number what's the number two? <laughs> we don't talk about fight clubs. Yeah, man. So boxing is is a passion, but I think there's been a huge resurgence in the last five years, especially with all these weird YouTubers and stuff trying to get in the game and everybody wants to fight. Everybody wants to learn how to punch, and I, I can teach them how to do it. I teach it well, so now now I'm boxing all the time. I mean, I've always boxed with myself personally, but like it's like turning out to be like a whole separate business thing. So I got to figure out what that's doing. It's weird because it wasn't planned. I just started teaching people because I'm I'm passionate about boxing, but I wasn't trying to make it like a thing. So.
0: Well, with with there's a bunch. I mean, there's a bunch of new people trying to you know the the boxer the heavy hitter boxers that are out there that are trying to franchise some stuff too, I think is only going to help the popularity for people coming to you also, yeah. which is great. And women
2: are boxing. More yeah. women want to box. Big fight today. Like when I get off with show, I got to go watch this fight. <laughs> you got, you know, Clarissa Shields and Savannah, like this is the first time in history that women's boxing has had an all female card of this magnitude where these girls are making millions and millions of dollars. Like, I am so proud. Like, I I thought I would never live to see this day. I'm, like, so happy right now that all these girls are about to bust each other up. They're about to get that money. I'm so happy for them, man. That's great. Like, that's great. Sport needs it.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: What do you you learn from boxing that equates to business? I mean, there's no place to hide, right? And It's in there. It's you. You got to fight.
2: Hands up at all times. Keep your hands up at all times. You got to be ready. You got to move. <laughs> and you stick and move. I always say business is like sports. Business is like sports. Like, you build your line up. You know, you're really the manager. You got to hire your team, your players, your head coach. You trade them when they don't work. You bench people when they act up. Like, business is a sport. Full sport. So, when you look at it like that, It changes the game a little less personal, but you realize it is a game. Unfortunately, it's a game of money and and people, but what is sports? A game of money and people.
0: (laughs) Diva, tell all of our listeners where, tell us again, name of the podcast, all of your social media handles, just so that people can get in touch with you, especially. Those people that are in Jersey that are uh, <laughs> that are listening, Brian and I need to come down. Hard work, no we excuses. Need to, we need to do a field trip down. I'm in to see Diva. We need to do so many things on our plate. Yes, we do need to do this and get it on the calendar. All right. All right. I got so, uh, Diva Richards,
2: all my handles: Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. Diva Richards. Um, the gym is hard work, no excuses on all platforms. And the podcast is the do work podcast, Spotify, Apple, YouTube. And that's that's what the kid is doing right now. We we are grinding. We are, we are in a season of work. So yeah, come check me out. Subscribe to the newsletter. Go to diva dot com. I send out a bi monthly newsletter. So
1: yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I you know what it was so funny before you came on, Christine says it's it's Diva Richards. Do you know Diva Richards? And I said I don't know if I do or not. She goes, "Oh, you definitely don't because if you did, you'd know who. she <laughs> You'd like, no, like you, she's unforgettable. And you are most definitely unforgettable. And I had a lot of fun with this today. This was awesome."
0: Oh, let me ask her. Diva, one last like nugget. A pearl. Yeah, that you give to our listeners. Your listeners. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Do it. So, I tell my people,
2: you wake up every day to win. There are no losses, only learning and remember. And you'll love this nothing changes unless you do. Come on, nothing changes unless you do the work.
1: Let's go.
0: I love it. All right, Diva, it has been awesome. And you definitely now are an official to fit crazy and a microphone guests in the oh my gosh thank goodness so you've made it into the archives and uh, it has been an awesome honor to have you and we will have you back at some point too so Most just definitely we'll do we live will. down there ooh, somewhere mm.
1: down whatever that place is called south jersey
0: yeah
2: yeah south jersey. <laughs> for sure
0: let's do it <laughs> oh man all right everybody with that said it is christine Conte, and i'm brian Prendergast. we are two fit crazy and the microphone we are where it's at
1: peace